Come, Holy Spirit. I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fifty days after Passover, fifty days after the resurrection of Jesus, when the disciples and certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, were gathered together in the upper room in Jerusalem when the Holy Spirit came upon them suddenly with a sound like the rush of a violent wind. It filled the whole house. Tongues like fire rested upon each one of them and they were able to speak in various languages so that every person in that international city, Jews from every nation, could suddenly understand the word of God. They understood the word of God that these Jesus followers had to share, each understanding in his or her own language. Thus, the church was born given the gift of the Holy Spirit, empowered to go out and do what our blessed Lord has asked them to do, preach to and make disciples of all nations. That's what we celebrate today, the birth of the church gifted with the Holy Spirit. Today is our birthday, but it is not the birthday of the Holy Spirit. After all, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, has been present since the beginning of creation, when all was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, a wind from God, God's Spirit, God's breath, swept over the face of the waters. Every time we have a baptism or renew our baptismal vows here, which we will do today, the presider blessing the water in the font blows across the water as a reminder that in the beginning, the Holy Spirit was there, fanning over the waters, bringing order out of chaos. And the Holy Spirit was there at our creation when God formed us out of the earth and then breathed the breath of life into our nostrils so that we could come to life. And the psalmist knows that it is by God's Spirit that all things have life. God who created the sea creature just for the joy of it. That God sends forth his Spirit to create and enliven all creatures. It is the Spirit of God who renews the face of the earth. She shows up throughout Hebrew scriptures. She is promised by the prophet, of Joel, prophet Joel, whose words Peter quotes to those who are sneering at them on this Pentecost day, those who accuse them of drunkenness. He, he quotes Joel saying, In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. The Holy Spirit filled John the Baptist and came to Mary that she might conceive a son, and 
the Holy Spirit makes herself known again at the baptism of Jesus. The Spirit of God wraps around, permeates, enlivens every creature, you and me. The Holy Spirit is ever-present, yet given to the church, to us, so that we might continue the work of Christ as his body on earth. And yet the Spirit, always present, comes to the church in a particular way, is given as a gift to us, but it's a gift that is not for us. For in Acts, we see that the disciples and certain women receive the Holy Spirit and are then given the gift of speaking to others so that they might understand the good news in their own language. We receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, but it's not, it's not for us. It's for all. And we dare not claim it only for ourselves. It can be tricky, even a little dangerous, to claim that one knows what the Holy Spirit is up to. I often hear people claim, even in our own denomination, that something is the work of the Spirit, or the Holy Spirit is doing a new thing. I find that that often means that we are doing a new thing, and we want to try to get the stamp of approval from the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is described in so many ways throughout Scripture, mediator and advocate, Spirit of truth, Spirit of Christ, dove, wind, breath. But I think one thing that we can say with assurance is that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of life. She is the Spirit of of life. And where the spirit blows, new life occurs, whether at creation or the birth of Jesus or the enlivening of a few followers of Jesus so they might become a new thing, the church that spreads out beyond tribe or ethnicity or nation, bringing about a new community that is for all. And though I hesitate, I hesitate to claim that I know what the Holy Spirit is up to, I couldn't help but wonder, as over 200 Episcopalians gathered yesterday to walk in the Pride Parade, and certainly just as many lined the route, I couldn't help but wonder if the Spirit isn't moving through all saints, out into the diocese, out into Indianapolis. I don't need to rehearse for many of you the history of all saints and her radical inclusion of all sorts of people throughout her history, of being out in front and claiming that the church is for all, including those from the LGBTQ plus community. I've heard the stories of those early pride festivals when we were the only church represented and there were more protesters than there were people at the festival. I loved my first parade here in 2013 when All Saints marched with nearly 50 people and that was when we still only had 80 on a Sunday. 
and we were waving our flags, 30 or more of them. We looked glorious, and I was so proud of our parish that day. But could it have been the Holy Spirit who nudged parishioner Troy Long to ask if we ought to invite the diocese to join us? In two years, we had 140 people walking in the parade, and we won the walking award for the parade one year. I sent the bishop to that award ceremony. Over the past few years, we've added a public prayer service beforehand, and last year, our bishop, our new bishop, Baskerville Burroughs, insisted that the diocese needed to be clear and out in front that it stood behind our participation in the parade and the festival, supplying funding and staffing for us to expand our reach. This year, the Episcopal Diocese of Northern Indiana, which until recently did not permit the blessing of same-sex couples or their marriage, this year, our Northern friends joined our diocese in marching at the parade. And what a joyful day it was. Well over 200 people in our group still flying those flags from All Saints. And I saw staid, respectable Episcopalians running along the parade route, greeting the crowds, handing out stickers that say beloved on them in rainbow colors. And then they were out front carrying a pride flag and they were handing out fans that has Jesus on the front carrying the colors saying, I'm cool with it. And during our walk, these staid Episcopalians, we who are polite and know how to behave in public, were yelling, God loves you, over and over and over until our voices were hoarse. And then many people along the route blessed us too by telling us that we too are loved by God. They blessed us by hugging us and thanking us for being there. Now, I dare not speak for the Holy Spirit, but is it possible? Is it possible she has been working through us, through the church, calling us out first to all saints and then like a spreading fire sweeping through the diocese and then the state so that we might all go out speaking in the language of the people using the signs and the symbols that they know, rainbow colors, so that we might declare God loves you, no exceptions. The spirit blows wherever she likes, but where she blows, life blossoms. She has been gifted to the church, but it is a gift given for the sake of others so that we might declare the good news in the language people can hear and understand. And that language, of course, is love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.